Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of the modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wall on us. Facing and taking on all the plates to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and through their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Uh, as a reminder, if you're a backer on Patreon, uh, send in some questions that we can use for a backers-only podcast where we'll try to respond to some of those questions and have a little bit of fun. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash techdirt. Um, and also, I guess it's been a little while since I reminded everyone to please uh, send in feedback. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Uh, it's always good to hear from folks. Now, on to today's podcast. Uh, I think we haven't had a, a good old-fashioned podcast where we pick one company and dig into what it's doing in a while. And it's also been a little while since we had on both of our regular co-hosts. So I think this is a bit of a throwback podcast. Uh, today, we are looking at the company MoviePass, which has taken the world by storm in the uh, last six months or so. Uh, if you've somehow missed the MoviePass craze, Think of it as something like a Netflix subscription for actually going out to the movies in the theaters. Uh, from the consumer side, you pay 10 bucks a month uh, or cheaper if you buy it at Costco, which lots of people are doing. Uh, and you can go see basically unlimited movies at theaters. Well, it's limited to one per day, but uh, that leaves you, you know, 30 or 31 per month, I guess. Uh, and uh, considering that most movie tickets these days cost at least around, and in many cases, more than $10, it's a pretty good deal uh, for consumers so long as you see even just a single movie a month. And if you see more than one, then it's more than paying for itself. On the theater side, uh, MoviePass pays them the price of the ticket every time you go. It's just a debit card, and the theater still gets the full price. In theory, uh, theaters should be happy, though not all of them are. Uh, MoviePass likely gets more people to go out to the theaters, and they, the theaters should therefore make more money, uh, with MoviePass being the company making up the difference. Uh, indeed, uh, a friend of mine recently suggested that a potentially good business idea, if a short-term business idea, <laughs> would be to start up a movie theater and just hand out MoviePass cards to everyone who wants to go so that they'll keep filling your theater and MoviePass will keep paying the bills. Now, of course, this has raised all sorts of other questions about how MoviePass then is going to make money because it certainly feels like the kinds of deal where a company is giving out dollars in exchange for pennies and then trying to make it up in volume. Uh, the company certainly has been getting lots of volume. It signed up millions of people in just the last few months. Uh, and it has always hinted that it's going to make money on data. Uh, and even some of the this current business model is driven by the fact that uh, it sold a huge chunk of the company to a giant analytics company. Um, but a move from about a month ago gave a glimpse into some of MoviePass's money-making plans when it suddenly stopped letting people use MoviePass at certain AMC theaters, AMC being one of the big movie chains out there. This wasn't a decision by AMC to block MoviePass, even though AMC has been one of the most vocal 
theater chains that is upset about MoviePass. Um, and it wasn't because MoviePass was losing a lot of money on those theaters, though it's certainly losing money every time people go to the theater. It was basically MoviePass trying to flex its muscles and asking AMC to give it a cut of either concessions or a lower price on tickets. MoviePass has claimed that while 3% of total movie viewers in the U.S. today come to go to movies via MoviePass, when it pushes or promotes a particular movie, that number can jump up to 10%, and they argue that over time it should grow up to 20%. In other words, MoviePass is trying to show the studios and the theaters that it can be a major force in getting people out to see certain movies. Um, and in some cases, a la Netflix, MoviePass is even exploring investing in films directly, which it can then promote to people to go see. The whole thing is sort of fascinating and worth discussing, which we'll do with our regular co-host, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy, uh, in a second. Uh, and But in as we were getting ready for this podcast and as I was preparing, preparing this this opening, um, some more news is sort of breaking around uh, MoviePass, and, and it's currently facing a bit of a scandal uh, after the company CEO, Mitch Lowe, uh, was quoted saying some things about how effectively they're, they're spying on um, users to, to get more and more data on them. So uh, before we, we dig into what MoviePass is doing, I wanted to read this quote that he gave at a conference. This is MoviePass's CEO saying, we get an enormous amount of information since we mail you the card, we know your home address, of course. We know the makeup of that household, the kids, the age groups, the income. It's all based on where you live. It's not, it's not that we ask that. You can extrapolate that. Then, because you are being tracked in your GPS by the phone, our patent basically turns on and off our payment system by hooking that card to the device ID on your phone. So we watch how you drive from home to the movies. We watch where you go afterwards. So we know what movies we watch. We know all about you. We don't sell that data. What we do is use that data to market film. So this has set off a lot of alarms about the company potentially tracking where everyone is driving and who they're going to see and all that kind of stuff. So the company is currently dealing with some of that fallout. But before we dig into the privacy implications, let's discuss the underlying business model. So uh, guys, um, is this a crazy idea, a brilliant idea, or a crazy brilliant idea, or something else entirely? I mean, it was, <laughs> who wants it, to start? It's, it's pretty impressive that they were able to get this far without... It sounds like, I mean, from my understanding of the way it works, like I'm not a MoviePass customer, is that they basically have this debit card that they can turn on and off yes. based on like your location, which is tied to your phone, right? So that's right. that's like the key, I guess, the the technology piece is that it's loaded with the price of one movie ticket, and then you have to do something on your phone maybe to to activate it when you're within like a hundred feet of the movie theater to buy the the ticket. Um, I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy that they were able to kind of get this thing started without the cooperation of any of the movie theaters, which I assume. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's cool. fairly clever. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. I mean, the, the fact that they're, they're sort of using a combination of mobile and, um, right. and, and the debit card, you know, it's really the debit card. It's, it's sort of, you know, the debit card hacks the fact that they don't need to partner with, with the movie theaters. Exactly. Um, and in fact, and, can do this and I think it, that's it, one against of, the theaters. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the hardest things about, you know, getting a company started is kind of the chicken and the egg problem, right? Like, yeah, um, without a bunch of customers, they're not going to get a lot, you know, movie theaters aren't, aren't going to work with them. And if the movie, if the, without a lot of movie theaters, then customers aren't going to sign up. So they kind of skip that step. So I don't know, that, that part's kind of clever. 
Yeah, and, and there's some history here, which I didn't fully realize um, until reading up a little bit on the company in that, you know, the company has actually been around for like seven years or something like that. And it had, uh, you know, a, a thing like this where, um, you know, you could subscribe to see all the movies you wanted, but it cost like 50 bucks. It was just last summer that they suddenly changed the price to nine ninety five, and then, you know, started promoting it like crazy. And so there was definitely like a deliberate decision that was made to basically, you know, let's just get the volume and we'll make it up in data is <laughs> basically, you know, seemed to be the, the calculus there. I see. It looks like they were founded in 2011. Yeah. And... Yeah, so maybe maybe for a long time they were trying to kind of get this thing rolling, trying to work with with movie theaters, trying to get customers to be like you know for fifty bucks a month, right? Um, you know that's what that, that's what, yeah that's that's neat. Although, I mean with with the so, data thing, I mean I don't know. <laughs> where, I, I, where do you want to go with this? Well, see, there's I, I think there's a couple of interesting things that we should look at here. There's 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 potential. Um, uh, uh, symbiosis between movie pass and the movie theaters, but there's also the potential for prioritization, right, of the profit margins as well, right? So when you look at the symbiosis, it would be the fact that lowering the price of entry will certainly encourage more people to watch movies. Right. In San Francisco, the, the price of movies, even for people that are relatively well paid, is is getting to the point where it's noticeable, right? Like it's sure. like when you. It, it's uh, like I've seen for some of the like 3D movies and things like that. It's like twenty five dollars, right? Well, I, it, it should right. should be 3D noted movies that are not movie, eligible. Yeah, 3D and IMAX oh. are not included. Yeah, in Movie Pass. Oh, okay. So can we maybe talk about what is included then? Is and it, basically, is it just any other movie per day. Yeah, any any yeah. anytime, anytime. Anytime. There's no blackouts. There's no like not first two weeks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's anytime. Uh, any movie you can get one ticket per day, but the and the only limitations are no 3D movies and no IMAX movies. But and, but maybe that but Dolby limit- experience m- movies are included. Yeah, I think so. And is it uh-huh. is it limited by the fact that like the price is higher? So for for example, if you went to a mat a matinee IMAX movie that costs the same as a later show 2D movie, like they wouldn't really know, or like I don't know. Oh, that I don't know. Yeah. Um, or if you went to a matinee and you can you had like three bucks left over, you can buy. I guess three bucks doesn't get you very much at a movie theater no. snack bar. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So hold on. So, so how did it's? Is it an all-you-can-eat buffet then? Is you no, can it's watch as one movie per day. One movie per day. I see. Yeah, and and the way it sounds like it works is the debit card is enabled with the the exact amount for a movie ticket when you activate it with your phone, which is GPS enabled, mm-hmm. and you have to be within 100 feet of the movie theater in order for the the debit card to work. Oh, and and so that prevents you from using the debit card to buy something else, I suppose. right? Like just mm-hmm. buy, just do pay. I mean, otherwise you could use the debit card to mm-hmm. pay, pay buy nine, you know, whatever movie ticket dollars worth of stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people have complained too that you know that th- another limitation on that is like you can't use like one card to buy multiple tickets for people. So like you know if you're right. going with a group mm-hmm. of people, like everybody you know has to have their has own their card. own movie pass, right? So right to make it work. So but for anyway, nine ninety five a month, I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, so le- so let me finish my thought though. There, so yeah. it, it still applies, but maybe with less intensity in terms of the symbiosis side. So the symbiosis side would be that look, you're going to get more people out to watch movies, right? right? But the paradisation side, snacks. and and buy snacks, of course. Um, but the but you should ask yourself, you know, speaking of the snacks, the type of person that buys this type of card, 
are they cost sensitive such that they're the type of person that optimizes by not buying candy? Yes, and, I mean maybe. I mean it could it could <laughs> yeah. be. I mean there's certainly a number of stories, and you can if you you know read up on on reviews of MoviePass and stuff, people are saying like, well, you know, since there's no marginal cost for me going to see this movie, like now I feel more open to to buying a thing of popcorn or something. Right. Yeah, this could be true. Right. Um. So so the thing though is so so on the symbiosis side, right? That's covered. Now the, parad- the paradization side is. From the movie theater owner's point of view or shareholder's yeah. point of view, why would you want to enable someone to become the <laughs> gate- gatekeeper yeah. to all these movie theaters, right? Like, you would absolutely want MoviePass to fail and you would want to have your own passes, yeah. right? And because, and, and, you, and because once MoviePass gets to a point where, let's say, they are enabling 40% of the market to come into the movie theaters, at that point, the movie theater guys have lost significant amount of leverage right yeah at that point well, they it's, they it's can't block that they've practices. already <laughs> they've already lost some leverage but yeah and, and you, you know, see what i'm saying yeah, I, I don't i don't believe that they've lost leverage to movie pass now because I, there's still plenty of people that don't want to use movie pass or haven't heard of it or it's it, it's not the regular thing yet right okay sure and, and and but it very soon could be right like in 2018 2019 one day they, the movie theaters might wake up and realize that like hey 50 percent of my customers at this location because it's near a college are using MoviePass. And then the next year, it's like 75% of college students. Yeah. If you're that theater owner, you don't want your, your parent company, your AMC or whatever century, to block MoviePass or to not make the deal that MoviePass is asking for because you'll just lose all your customers to the independent theater down the way that does accept MoviePass, yeah. right? And so at that point, uh, they're basically just going to eat into the margins because that's inevitably what happens when someone becomes a, a gatekeeper like Ticketmaster or something sure. like that. Sure, and, right? and that's, I mean, already, right? I mean, MoviePass is trying to get AMC to give it cheaper tickets or to get, get a cut of the concession revenue. And, you know, right, AMC... they have leverage now, right? Yeah. So they're like, hey... Well, it's you know, it's it's questionable who has the leverage right now, but but there's yeah the fight is on already. They're not you know they're not wasting any time now. You know AMC has actually been one of the most vocal against MoviePass. Um, you know even though it it does work in most of the theaters, um, but like AM, AMC's argument is that like this is just the dumbest business model in the world and it's going to fail and all right. it's going to do is so devalue. Yeah, you know the perception of what it's yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to devalue movies because people made that same argument about VHS tapes sure. and DVD players and Netflix for that matter. They made the same argument about Netflix, and then later they made the same argument about Redbox. There's always these channels of getting entertainment for less. I mean, yeah. you could just go on BitTorrent and get it for zero, right? Yeah, but but but, but, but the question the, and so the, I mean, the, the the argument that I've always yeah. made on on those things is that. You know, the thing that, that, that people go to the theaters for is the overall experience. Like, it's beyond just the content of the movie. So I've never bought into the idea that home theater or home viewing, you know, in some cases, certainly, you know, it cannibalizes on the margins, um, especially as home theaters have certainly gotten better. But people go out to the movies because it's an experience going out, right? It's a different experience than staying home to watch a movie. Right, right. So a lot of people go for the experience. But this is the, this is literally the same thing. It's just a different setup. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, like, it's, it's anecdotal evidence. Evidence, but like you read the articles and the reviews of MoviePass and, and more than a few people when I was reading them are just like, you know, this has changed the way I think about going to the movies. If MoviePass disappeared or suddenly got much more expensive, I don't know if I would go see as many movies because now I feel like, well, that other experience was much better. You know, and, and when it's mm-hmm. an experiential thing and, and you're changing the way that people feel about it, there is and I'm not saying this is good or bad, um, but there certainly is the potential that you know if it does fail and and there are certainly questions about how much money movie pass actually has and how much it's burning um you know then what and and I mean, does is, that turn is off this kind of, is this kind of like 
almost like dumping in a, in a way, right? Like basically, <laughs> right? Like movie pass is essentially oh, artificially setting the price for movies really, really low uh-huh. um, in, in the attempts to coerce the movie theaters to, to give them a cut of something, right? Yeah. So, so basically oh, what gosh. I'm saying is that, you know, if a movie ticket right now no, is, is... It's not like actionable 10, as dumping. 15, right. It's not, I mean, no, I, I mean, I, and I know it's actually not dumping, but it feels like movie pass is kind of is essentially setting the trying to set the a market price much lower for a good that you know that they're basically funding but, right like, and they're, welcome they're, they're incurring a loss welcome to private equity and venture funded uh, yeah. businesses in, <laughs> sure. in, in in america right. today i mean uber sets the price of their rides artificially would be yeah yep. artificially low and lyft does and and there's a lot of places like this that have done that just to grow the size of the market, right? Right. So that's and, that's essentially what what MoviePass yeah. is doing so, to the movie the movie mm-hmm. ticket industry is they're saying, you know what, we think unlimited tickets or one one ticket per day should be should be nine ninety five. Right? Yeah, I mean it's very obvious they're losing more money. They're, they're losing they, money. Yeah. So the the question really is is that if you are really have this strong story about the fact that hey, I'm going to take this data. And have all these additional value add services, right? Um, what wh- is is that a real good story? Like, in other words, is there real value there, right? And if we believe that's true, then there's there's two ways of getting that data. You could have a third party like MoviePass gathering the data, but you could also just have AMC offer its own. Yeah, app or whatever I mean, that's, that's, that that in which you are essentially sharing the same data in exchange for this same type of discounts. I, like, I mean that that's actually a really good point and one I hadn't really thought about. The fact is, you know, I think most people probably frequent a single movie theater. Exactly. You know, I mean, they have your local movie theater, and that's the one that you go to. And if that one offered a better deal, an AMC could certainly step in, and right. you know, maybe it's ten dollars a month, or maybe it's something different. But they could add in like like free popcorn or a free soda or something, mm-hmm. you know, crazy like that. To, to I mean, to, AMC they have they have you know they're like Stubbs Club or something that you get like a free popcorn. Yeah, but that's <laughs> you know, I mean that that is not disruptive in the way that Movie Pass is is disruptive, right? It's, that's not changing. That's just that's a loyalty true. club, right? There's a difference between a loyalty club and and a subscription service. And and Fair. you know, mentally, I think you know AMC, you know, they're happy to push a loyalty club, but I don't think they're they're quite in the mindset to, to go to a full to a ten dollar a month. Subscription. Maybe this maybe this pushes them to it. And so you know there is an argument that that the movie theaters could just step it up and and do it themselves and then you know then it puts them in a position to better negotiate with the studios in terms of the films that they show and what they promote and things like that um and so i mean i hadn't thought of it before but in 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 listening to you talk about it hirsch like my response if i was a movie theater would be to set up yeah set up my own club and and you know but and cash in on movie pass while that's possible but but set up my own to try and encourage people to you know to let me get that data and and i actually think from amc's point of view if amc were to really look at the data of who's going to these movies Mm -hmm. you of course have these people that you know like professionals who are busy who um uh, like me and when I was in my law firm job, right? Like I just don't have time to go to movies. And when yeah. I when I pick and choose to go to a movie, like at that point, the cost is not the bar. It's just the time, right? Like I'm going to devote this Friday to go. Uh, but then once you like, now I'm not at that job, right? I have a lot more free time. I can go to a movie. Like in fact, yesterday at 2 p.m., I went to Black Panther <laughs> with another friend of mine who's running his own business. And the two of us were sitting in the, in, in the Black Panther movie and we really expected, we went to AMC Metreon, which is, um, in Soma, uh, 
Yeah. And we expected it to be an empty theater. And the theater was packed on, huh. <laughs> on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. And I was like, who are these people? And I, so I just looked around the theater. And, of course, there were your, you know, your predictable high school kids probably playing hooky from school. And you had a, a, a few people that looked like they were senior citizens. But then you had a large number of I, what I could only describe as like hipster techies, right? <laughs> and I imagine they're also playing hooky in a, in a way, probably leaving work. Sure. Or maybe some of them are on like some kind of work event thing or something like that. But yeah. um, so clearly people are able to sh- kind of shift, at least a, a significant number of people, at least where I'm located, are able to shift their um, consumption, Right in response to price, because the price on Tuesday matinee is certainly cheaper here in San Francisco than yeah. uh, going Friday. Right? Yeah, it's like and five dollars. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's it was still fifteen bucks. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, <laughs> that doesn't but, seem like such a deal. Well, it's like twenty, I think, yeah, wait, if you go at the regular. What's time. the deal? Are you serious? I I I, yeah. I have. Yeah, I have little children. I haven't gone out to a movie theater in years. So. Yeah, yeah. I have a little kid too, and she was in daycare, which is the reason I was able to go. Uh-huh. Um, and my wife was actually complaining about it. She was like, "Hey, I'm at work, and you're going to see Black Panther." I'm like, "Hey, join us in the entrepreneur world, and you can do that too. <laughs> Just shift your work time." Um, but you know, what I was going to say is, is people can shift their consumption in 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 response to price, right? But sure. the problem that AMC will have is the same kind of problem that you know. Any company has when they're trying to respond to some disruption by matching the price of the disruptor, which is that they, yeah. they, they, they will inevitably eat at least a little bit into the, the margins of their like uh, of the sort of premium customer. Well, you right? have, yeah, you have, you have some, some of them a, will, adverse selection. Yeah, problem, yeah exactly. Right? The some people of those who are going to yeah. buy into it are the, are the ones who do go to the movies frequently, right. and therefore you're definitely going to be getting less from them. And the difference between doing it yourself as AMC versus MoviePass is at least MoviePass is actually paying you for the price of the ticket. Right, um, right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would say that AMC has an advantage over Movie Pass. Okay. Some theaters, like the one near my house, have no need apparently, because as I mentioned, a Tuesday they still have a moderately full theater. Yeah. Uh, maybe Black Panther is a recent movie, so that's the reason why the theater is full. But and maybe they do have some empty theaters. But whatever it is, they the AMC theaters individually can make the choice of what passes to offer at that location. And as we've discussed prior, most people have one or two theaters they go to. Mm-hmm. AMC could optimize in a way such as to offer the passes only in the theaters where they know that there's spare capacity that they were trying to shift people into. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. And, and so they can have a very granular type of pass, right? Like yeah. you, you, you could, for example, let me just give you, you know, I mean, that's, throwing that's kind an of idea. like the class pass model then, right? So whereas, you know, basically class passes is a gym pass that lets you into a whole bunch of like gym classes mm-hmm. um, for a monthly subscription. But they work with the gyms to find to, kind of to, excess inventory. And in the morning, right. they figure out like which classes they can and which spots but the, they can the, offer. The, right? the issue with that is that is that it, it creates friction for the end user, right? Yeah, of course. Because the end user is just like, oh, you're you know, you're basically giving me the drac, right? I mean, you're you're the, right, the worst paying, movies you know, that I'm nobody wants to much see. Less than, yeah, right. Sure, sure, and maybe it's but, okay. Right. But well, but you know, I think part of the the joy, uh, the, the same joy thing that, that the joy of movie, movie pass, <laughs> right? The, well, the same thing of of Netflix, you know, especially in its original formation, was you know, you're you're just paying a flat fee and you get access right. to everything. Right. And and you don't have to think about it, you know. In fact, you have this sort of you know incredible amount of choice, um, as opposed to but you any have to, sort of marginal cost. Yeah, but you have to understand, Mazik. Like, I think I think consumer attitudes toward price are actually changing between the generations. 
we when we graduated, jobs were easy. People weren't too didn't really have sort of fi- <laughs> financial didn't really have these kind of fi- financial stresses that I think millennials have. They are huh. much more um, <laughs> sensitive to price than we are, and maybe it could also really? be the age that we are. I, yeah, I'm, 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 I really find I, I find that the way that they make purchase decisions because I've, I've at my job, I was hanging out with some millennials, and I was listening to how they optimize, <laughs> how they optimize everything from like their phone plans to yeah. like you know how they share cars and stuff. They don't just buy one car, like all these kinds yeah. of weird things because they, because they feel. I think one of the things. See, AMC has a couple of things here, right? It has empty theater seats it needs to fill, and it's trying to get the maximum amount of money. Well, the way they're trying to market it now is like this. They are they're not changing the costs in the way you should in a free market to maximize things, right? Like if you went to an economics professor and asked them, well, how should I set up these seats and these movies such that I maximize as the vendor the amount of money that I have and maximize the amount of on the demand side as well, right? Like suck as many people in and get the marginal cost. Well, the way you would do it is you would variably price the seats, and the hottest days of the week, Friday night, Saturday night, et cetera, would have the highest prices. And for right. the hottest movies, you'd have the highest prices. And then all these other uh, seats should be almost like auctioned off in different tranches, right? Yeah. And, and and that's the way or you should do it. Because except, they want to fill right. the seats and get snack food. Right? I, I, if I remember correctly, and I, yeah. I don't remember, I think I actually there were there was like a study done on that. And all it did was piss off moviegoers, right? right. And so it actually that, – that model in theory – Yes, but then you think of like other models that have that kind of pricing, like airline pricing, and it just pisses people off. And, I mean, and so, so no, I know I think is, it is, is what pisses people off about Uber. Right? No, so. but here's the thing: I think people are pissed off when things are inscrutable, when they they can't understand it. The interface to it is poor. The great thing about everybody walking around with a computer in their pocket is that <laughs> now you can give them a great, easy interface to something that would otherwise be very complex. So. The way you need to do this, if you're, like, say you're AMC, is you, for a subscription, let's say people get a bank of credits, let's say 100 credits a month, which they can spend. And then, essentially, what you do is you give them what the price is for a movie yeah. uh, on a Friday and a Saturday, etc., and they can spend these credits on it. And you make it so that when you want to discount something to try to get them in for a, a lower rate, you give them these, like, discounts. And sure. so that feels good, I mean, right? You like could, a I discount mean, notification you, you pops up even, that says yeah. that our theater is yeah. empty right now. You can go for half the credits. Or you, Actually, could, you, could, you could even go beyond that. Let the user set a price, you know, basically say like alert me when Black Panther will only cost me half a credit. And then Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's brilliant right there. That's like the right way to do it. It's like bring me in the theater when it comes to my threshold price. Now, the sure. question for AMC this, would be. This is the new company Hirsch is working on. Yeah, no, no, this is not the new company. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to get into this business. But uh, uh, yeah, we just offer ideas for other people so they can go <laughs> through right. their future, but we're not going to do it. No, so what I was going to say is is that um, if, if, if you actually – if you do things that way – now, look, like honestly, if we're all being honest here – we have all these highfalutin theories about how pricing should work, but of course, it's always much more complex and, sure. and things could fail. So MoviePass probably has many very smart people working for them, and they've studied this problem. There's a reason that they're doing what they're doing. They probably have a plan which says something along the lines Maybe. of, if we, if, we lose, <laughs> if we lose $5 billion subsidizing tickets, we'll get to a point where we become the ticket master of movie tickets, and then we'll really th- turn the thumbscrews and extract 
profits from AMC yeah. and Century Theaters, etc. And I think the movie theaters, very much like the old venue owners, are unsophisticated parties. Like they don't, they probably see the threat, but they don't know how to respond to it. Sure. The 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 real way, if AMC was run by somebody like a Mark Cuban or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or or I don't know who's or, or like I mean, Jeff Mark, Bezos. Mark Cuban does have a movie theater he, chain. He owns the movie theaters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I shouldn't say him then. Let's say Jeff <laughs> so Bezos. I think, right? actually, I, think I, I think I actually saw something saying that, that MoviePass does not work at, at his chain. At oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff, So imagine Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. owns a movie chain, right? The minute he hears MoviePass happen, within, let's say, two or three months, a crack team of his like <laughs> uh, ex-McKinsey people put together a similar plan and, and, and launched the Bezos version of it. With much better features, lower cost, because he's the one providing the movie seats. So he's able to do that. He actually has more info than MoviePass. AMC has more info than MoviePass. They know exactly who's going where, buying when, what seats are available when. They can actually do variable pricing in a way that MoviePass cannot. Um, and they can also throw in those added benefits, as we mentioned, that you can get your Coke Zero unlimited refills. You can get nachos. The The, the marginal cost for popcorn at a theater, it's like five cents, dude. It's like, it's yeah. bullshit. It's like they're throwing styrofoam <laughs> into your mouth with some butter thrown on it. And it's, it's nothing. If he wanted to, or if, if, I'm saying he, if he or she who's the CEO of AMC wanted to, they could just basically take that zero marginal cost thing and, and destroy MoviePass. With our pass, you get a jumbo unlimited amount of this fucking corn, right? Like people will, people for whatever reason think that's amazing. They, they pay $12 sure. for this popcorn. They would, they would, MoviePass would be done. Because, well, it would be done for those customers who t- who typically use an AMC theater, which which right. where I live, there's always an AMC theater you can go to, and it's typically the best one, right? Right. Um, and and so like I I I'm really sometimes I'm dumbfounded by like the lack of reaction to these industries to upstart disruptions like this. Like you have to respond because otherwise, if you sleep on it, you're really betting that that MoviePass will run out of money before they that's, screw that's you. That's what they're. That's what AMC is betting on, it sounds like. Yeah, but that's a dangerous bet. That's a dangerous bet in a world where there's so much cheap capital. Where if you look at like SoftBank's Masayoshi-san going around with like huge amounts of capital, just like, dude, where can I spend it? Where can I spend this? Where can I spend this? (laughs) Like, he's just going to like, they're looking for investment opportunities. And this one, if you think about the logic of it, like all it takes is money to get to a certain state. And then, of course, you achieve that Ticketmaster status. And then the movie theaters, absent some regulation from Washington, D.C., are really are screwed the way the venue owners are, right? Like, venue owners used to have so much more leverage before Ticketmaster, right? They were like the kingmakers, right? You, and you, one of the big things that your the agents would do is like help you find venues to play in, right? And Ticketmaster just kind of re- removed a lot of that, right? Sure. And, 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 you know, and, and to be clear, like, you know, for, for two decades, we've written about how sort of backwards thinking the theaters have been and they've fought all sorts of things. I mean, you know, as you mentioned before, like VCR and, and home theater stuff, they've been like completely freaking out about like anyone who tried to, to release movies to home theater earlier or do like day and date release where you release the, the, to the theater and at home at the same time, the theaters totally flipped out as if it was like the biggest threat in the world, which, you know, to me always said like, you know, they don't seem to realize that, that they're in the experience business. They, they, they are so wedded to the idea that they're in the content business um, that I'm not sure they fully understand how to, how to 
handle these things. And so I'm not convinced that they're smart enough to, or strategic enough, I should say, to, to, to respond to something like MoviePass in a, in a effective way like that. Though, well, let, you know, if, if people on AMC if, uh, who work at AMC are listening to this podcast, I would like to hire the three of us to, to come in and, <laughs> and, and help you solve your problems. Uh, reach out and let us know. <laughs> no, but, so one of the things, you know, I, I, I almost feel like since it's the three of us on this podcast and none of us really represent what's probably the prime movie market, right, in terms of like who really... I think people with kids that are older than our kids are re-enter the market and, and start buying movie tickets in en masse again. And the people who are much younger than us probably go to a lot of movies sure. right, as well. Yeah. Um, the three of us, so me and Dennis have very young kids and then Masnick, and what's, who, how old is your youngest? Five? Uh, four, but yeah. Four. Okay, so approximately. Maybe in, a, in like a couple years, I think Masnick's going to be back in the movie. Business, <laughs> right? I, Watch I think out, movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's a family of four. He's a prime consumer at that point. We almost need to We almost need to ask our older siblings or, or younger siblings, right, like for this data. But I, I, I think one of the things that people should ask is I remember like me and my wife maybe two or three years ago, right, uh, stingy as we are, we would we would always have this conversation when we saw a movie trailer. Um, we would see a movie trailer uh, on YouTube or wherever, uh, and we would say, w- one of us would say one of the other, you know, we would say the following, let, let's say, even if we wanted to see the movie, we would say DVD movie, meaning, you know, we probably would watch it on Netflix or whatever. That doesn't mean literally we would go get a DVD, but it basically means right. we're not, this is, we're not investing in the theater for this particular movie. And we would very often say that for movies that were actually very good that we really wanted to see, but we just didn't think that the movie experience was, you know, that a movie theater for that type of movie would really enhance the experience. And I'll tell you what kind of movies it is. It's typically the Oscar winners. It's like Moonlight, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Like, we really want to watch these movies, um, uh, but we don't necessarily need to watch it with Dolby surround sound in three dimensions. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think... If we're talking about making movies into sort of this experience thing, we really have to consider the fact that there's probably going to be some um, some sort of a, a, a tectonic shift in the way mo- what type of movies actually go to theaters, right? Because what kind of movies fill seats in theaters versus are the type of movies you watch on your couch at home, right? And and if MoviePass is trying to get seats into theaters, right, they're not really just like trying to attract general the general movie going public they actually need to they need to get to the people who want to watch like avengers or spider-man i, see, but, right? but you know I, I, mean? I actually disagree because yeah. i think the whole point of it is the fact that that's not true it's the opposite of that because what they're doing is making it so that you don't have to think about it and you don't have to say well this is a right. theater movie versus not because there's no marginal cost to the end user so, so it's no what longer they're looking for is people decision. who yeah. who like movies right and, no, and you, but, but, you remove that price sensitivity no, so now you're like oh manchester by the sea whatever like uh you know i don't know if i would spend 15 bucks to go no, see that but if there's right. no marginal cost like why not just go out to the okay theater, so let, let me i guess i need to the to, to sort of draw the lines. I thought we would all be at the same spot. On this, but, <laughs> but okay, so let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, Sorry let me to just disappoint you, yeah. let, let me give you two equal options for a 25 year old guy just came back from home. It's on a Friday. Okay. So he, he gets home, he takes off his shoes. He remembers he really wanted to see <laughs> Manchester by the sea, right? So he's sitting there, he's at his apartment. And he has two choices now because Manchester by the Sea happens to be Amazon Studios. So let's imagine that it's actually on the day that's released to the theater. It's actually also on Prime Streaming. So now he makes a choice like for this particular movie, in order to be around other people and to get the big screen 
experience? Is it worth me getting into a subway or into my car and driving to a theater or like calling up my girlfriend to see if she wants to go because I don't want to sit in the theater by myself like a weirdo? Like there's all these other <laughs> things you got to do, right? Versus just take out the iPad or maybe switch on his TV with his Roku and just stream the movie. So I, I think even though you, you think I the don't know. cost I, I can't is tell which one you like, Hirsch. I happen to – well, it depends on the movie. It <laughs> depends on the movie. So so Manchester by the Sea, like it doesn't matter to me if the movie is free and I happen to live like walking distance from the theater. It's really the reason I would watch Manchester by the Sea in the theater versus um, on an uh, iPad is because on the date's release, it might not be available on the iPad. In that case, I may decide, okay, well, I'll go see it in the theater, right? Um, and, and there's definitely movies where uh, – if, if the topic, if it's if it's a movie that I think is really cool and I really like the trailer and even though it falls in this like category of like I'm, my experience is not really going to be enhanced by the theater and by being around other people, I still kind of want to see it in the theater because I just can't wait. But it's very rare for me to see that type of a, a movie. Like for example, Lady Bird, I, I saw the trailer and I was like, I got to see this as soon as possible. And then guess what? Like I, I took so long trying to like find free time to go see it that now it's on streaming and I'm just going to watch it on streaming anyways. But but I, I think that if you if you're really selling an experience and, and, and by the way, if we talk even though you're reducing the cost significantly for MoviePass, MoviePass still has to sell an experience, right? Like they, they sure. have to they have to they basically have yeah, but to it, but I think co- that, convince people, people that the theater is yeah. better than staying at home. What's that? But it, but it, but, but, but it, that's, basically that's true for a lot of people. Right. I mean, I, 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 you're again, probably like, right. A, a lot of people just want to go out, right? I mean, it's right. it's a it's a reason to go out. It's a place to go, whether it's you know with friends, to hang out with friends, no, to go on right. a date. You know, I, I it's, agree. it's something different yeah, like to we, do. We than, can always sit at home and yeah. do whatever you want, but like, yeah. Know, I, I, nice. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it's nice to go I, out. I'm not going to strongly. Yeah, I, I'm not going to claim that I have the answer here, but I, I suspect that the. And I could be completely wrong. My intuitions about this could be wrong, but I I I don't know if that movie theater experience is going to bring out uh, is is going to be that compelling for everyone, right? Like it, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm it, just speaking it from my have own to be experience. Everyone, it just has it, to be people who have... do want to go to movies, which no, seems no. to be a lot of people. Right. <laughs> no, I understand that, but 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 we're we're talking about two things here, right? Are, are we... When you say people want to see movies. There's remember there's two factors here that pull people to the theaters. There's the fact that the movie is just not available, right? That's that's a factor, right? And then there's the factor like like on release date is this movie that I want to desperately see that doesn't have the big budget explosions and things that would typically bring people to the theater. Is that movie even available on a streaming device? And if not, okay, I'm pulled to the theater, but like I said in the scenario, like if you had that option of like not having to deal with finding parking and all this other crowded stuff and you know worrying about having a bad seat in the theater this and that and you have a, a decent home entertainment system at home and you can just click a button and it comes down from Netflix or Amazon um, even with the movie pass free movie are you going to make that choice? I mean, maybe you would. I I, I don't know. I, I, I can't I think claim there are lots answer. of people who would. Lots of people who just like to go out. It's 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 something to do that's outside your house, right? And so, and if it's not, if there's no marginal cost to it, you know, I think a lot of people do. But anyways, all right. Let let's let's bef- before we we finish up because we've we've spent a, a good amount of time on this. We we should discuss the whole privacy yeah, stuff because like, um, we haven't even touched on the whole data thing. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So so let's let's dig into that. Are there concerns? I mean, there's always concerns now. Lots of big internet companies. I know you guys, being you know internet industry people, are just like, yeah, what's the big deal with data? But like, 
No, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm not a big deal with data. It's just that <laughs> it, it's, it seems like a fair exchange, right? Like you're getting you're getting a heavily discounted product, and in return, you know, they're understanding your your consumption habits. And I understand, like, but does every that time include I put in my, like no? Every time I put on my phone number for my Walgreens after... card or my Safeway number, you know, card, like I know they're getting my data, and in exchange, I'm getting discounts off product, right? So. That right, but, like but are you exchange. comfortable with, with 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 them following? You know what he said, like following where you drive before and after you go to the theater. Is that a fair exchange, especially when it's not clear that think... that's actually allowed by their terms of service? Right. So that, I, think I mean, you I don't need know. to be that's, transparent. It, as long as they're transparent I they about do it, things. I can make the decision. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the part that was shady here is that I don't think that that even occurred to me as something that they'd be doing with yeah. this card, and the fact that that that's the part that's that's. Um, irritating. Not the fact that, not the fact that if they told me and I made the choice, like I actually think so. Th- this fine-grained sort of da- data collection, and it's not fine-grained data collection, but fine-grained permissioning of data sure. collection that we're starting to see on places like Facebook and Google, like the more, more quote-unquote more responsible players, right? Like yeah. I guess some people will have a, a a beef with me calling them more responsible, sure. but 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 you know certainly these places are giving you more choices as to what kind of data you share, right? Even Apple's uh, pretty good at that, right? Like they give you a lot more permissions in terms of what you're going to share. So if they did that, that would be one thing. If they said, hey, can we use your location data? Can we use this data, et cetera, on the app? That would be one thing. It does Uh, seem out of scope. You know, like the the fact that they're tracking your location after you leave the movie theater. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, our our app asks for camera permissions. And then, uh, yeah, right before and after you you watch the movie, we just turn on the camera to see how long you take a piss. Like a lot of people would be like, well, you know, you didn't didn't tell me. For for the extreme example there. Yeah, it's like, and we decide that if you took a long piss, then we could sell you more beer, right? Like immediately after, you're probably thirsty. And so, like, like, if you're going to go to that length, I think even Dennis and me are going to be like, that's kind of stupid like at least <laughs> tell people you're doing stuff but like um i think the location stuff is fine if they tell people if they don't tell people then that gets into like so it just gets know. down to a transparency thing yeah and, you just got to be transparent about it and and then if they're transparent about it then they have an incentive to be reasonable about it because sure. if they start doing the piss camera thing then like i think everyone's <laughs> gonna call them out <laughs> <laughs> that's the the most extreme example we can come up with yes um yeah, yeah no I, I think that's fair i think I mean, um, you know, just simply on the movie ticket data side, like they movie movie pass is probably getting better data than like AMC is getting. Like, AM, I think one of the problems with like AMC and like another vendor like Ticketmaster is typically typically you buy like you know four tickets at once, two tickets at once. So you only know one side of the of the consumer, right? So and with movie pass, they know every single person is ticket is tied to one exact person. So that I mean that alone should be really interesting data. They don't have to track where. I go after the movie theater to make that data useful, but I don't know. yeah, no, I, I mean, I think they have access to lots of really interesting data just just on the stuff that you would expect them to collect, as opposed to the right. the other stuff. Um, There's no, like, but you know, like, let's 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 get the easier stuff without kind of delving into the creepy stuff until like that's absolutely necessary. And I feel like they like I don't know why they're digging, why you would say that. Like that seems it seems crazy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and it's not clear if they're actually doing that or he was just kind of saying that's something we could do. Um, but, you know, so I think the company is basically, you know, by the time this podcast goes up, I'm, I'm assuming that the company will sort of put out a statement saying, no, we were not actually doing I that mean, kind of thing. MoviePass was acquired like, like by some sort it's of like analytics. A, yeah, yeah, it's this data and analytics company. They're part of an analytics company now. So, 
Yeah. So, I mean, and that was part of the move to, to change the business model and lower the price drastically and just start collecting data. Right. Oh, yeah, they and did so, lower the price. It's now $8 a month for new users. So 20% off. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I was just thinking in terms of um, uh, the kind of data that they, uh, that they collect. Mm-hmm. Um, movie pass there's there's this other issue which has nothing to do with location or the stuff that's like gathered from your device but just the types of movies that you're watching um is potentially something that you might not want to share with everybody right um sure but i, I mean it's the same type of information that like netflix has right and and mm-hmm. that netflix that's how well, netflix makes its decisions in terms of like what original content to invest in is based on like you know it knows what people like right and so you could argue that movie pass is going to have a similar set of data too well yeah i guess it depends how they use it because netflix doesn't share with everybody what movies i'm watching right yeah but, I, but I, I, movie pass is they they've insisted that they're not sharing that data mm-hmm. with anyone either it's just for their own sense. use yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember this one thing that happened to me once. I, uh, I, I, w- I was using Spotify like several years ago. I actually still use it now, but I have all the privacy settings a lot more tapped down now. And I remember as I was at a law firm and I was streaming uh, like uh, gangster rap. <laughs> and, and for whatever reason, one of the partners that I worked with was on my, on my Facebook. And he, uh, he could see the activity stream. I didn't realize yeah. this because it wasn't posted on my wall, but he could see what songs I was listening to during the workday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he came over, and he was like, "Oh, I see you're listening to blah blah blah." I'm like, "What could he hear it through my headphones?" Like, <laughs> and no, he could see my stream on his yeah on, on the Facebook. And that's I was a like, setting oh. that I think you have to proactively set, but yeah. um, but yes, the first probably turned that a long time ago, right? Yeah, and just didn't remember. Yeah, but there there are other. I mean, yes, and I could see where that like this is like uh, I think it's either Uber or Lyft. They have a deal with Spotify where. For for some people, like you can get into a car and it'll just play your playlist. Um, yeah, I never, I never ever got like, that to work. I, I really yeah. wanted it to work, but I still have not yet yeah. seen that work. But huh. yeah, but I've I've you know I've seen people on like Twitter mention that like that happened and they just thought like, wow, this Uber driver has great taste in music, and the Uber driver <laughs> like, no, not not it's, it's your uh, Spotify. <laughs> so. Um, you know, so people forget that. So there are issues with sort of data sharing yeah. at that level, but um, but that, that's, we're getting off topic. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think uh, you know, I think it is kind of a different way to get insight into what people like, and and then you know, as I said, you know, they could go to studios or they could invest in in making content or investing in content themselves, um, and then promoting it and and pushing it out, which I, that strikes me as kind of interesting too. But that also strikes me as a very risky business model and one where they'd have to make a bunch of big bets. And and yeah. you know, Netflix is able to do that because Netflix has just gotten you know gigantic. And um, it's also not a perfect science, right? Like they're you know yeah. being, betting betting on what you think people are going to love to watch is definitely not a guaranteed thing and you have to place a lot of bets and and win a large percentage of them and not just place a few bets right so yeah so i mean we'll see and and i saw one report suggesting that movie pass really only has about seven months of cash left um so you begin to wonder you know this this feels like the the interesting parts of the business model feel like longer term um and uh, you know the 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 setup of the business model today feels like um burning cash very quickly that doesn't mean they can't get like huge investments in fact they very well might be able to to bring in a bunch of cash to continue this going Um, but it's an interesting company i think it's it's worth sort of paying attention to how it works and 
And eventually yeah, I, mean, think about, I, I like, still I mean, like the fact that they were able to get this whole thing rolling without the, the true cooperation of most of the movie chains. That, that I think, yeah, is I mean, clever. I very, thought that was cool. Very, very clever. Yeah, no, I, I think that's clever. And I kind of wonder if there are other areas where, where that Hamburger might be pass. applicable as well. Yeah, I mean, right, you could do you could do. I mean, there is meal, uh, there's, there's already a meal pass, but they work specifically with the restaurants that have, and that's also like a, a monthly subscription to lunches. I'm, I'm on that right now. Um, but that's with partners as opposed that's to with, this that's with partners, just do it with right, a debit right. card so someone could do this with a debit yeah. like the whole debit card model for anything like you know grocery pass or anything would be I, I think it's really interesting to see what whether what other places could use a subscription model um, yeah yeah interesting to explore but maybe for another podcast <laughs> we're out of time here <laughs> um, but guys thanks uh, thanks for discussing it um, and we'll, we'll certainly pay attention to what the company's doing and, you know, maybe at some point we'll have an update after they've either go gone watch bankrupt a movie or like, someday. yes, right. Yeah. Um, all right. And thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.